You need it more than me. I know I can hopes. have it mm-hmm. because it's my house and my water. <laughs> well, you say that. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Having said that with Landry Griffith, I have been saying Happy Tuesday, but that's me in my cocky, arrogant attitude, assuming that the day I release this, everybody's like, oh my God, it's Tuesday, it's having said that day. Um, The only ones I know is a thousand percent fact that do that are Jeremy, Mark, and Ty. Everybody else, I don't know what day you're listening. (laughs) Okay, I know, I don't. Instead of saying Happy Tuesday, I'm going to start this one on with Happy Day, Happy Morning, Happy Evening, Happy whatever it is to you, my fellow listeners. Go find me on Instagram at having said that LG. Um, please send me some messages. I need to hear it. Like I say this every week, and no one responds to me. Are y'all liking? Are y'all hating? Do you have good topics? I need new guests. My initial guest list is running a little thin and so i need some more people that want to come and have some chat so please let me know over street i got you on we're gonna have you on i know rianne and we're gonna get you on too um maybe all of y'all are listening to this for your uh your fart trip so shout out lexi jordan rianne uh kendra i don't remember who else y'all said was on that maybe megan i don't know who all it is but it sounds like a blast we had some good times growing up, so y'all have fun. And be careful on this rowdy trip y'all are getting yourselves on. Um, of course, I am on Twitter. I don't do much. Find me on Facebook. I need, 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 need to know if anybody has found a business card lying around. I put a bunch in Vegas. I put a bunch in different stores here in Lubbock. If you found me that way, let me know. Speaking of let me know, we are a proud member of LMK Productions. Shout out Mark Youngblood and the Pick 4 podcast every Thursday. Shout out to my boy Ty King with uh, Win, Loser, Ty podcast. That's T-Y-E every Friday. Ty Slang. He has had so many listeners in such a short amount of time, which just goes to show what type of person Mr. King is. So for all y'all that are living under a rock and don't know, go listen to Ty Moving on. This one is going to be a good one. I have a family member up in the house. Ayo, ayo. It's me, Dees. This is going to blow some people's minds, all right? So everybody listening that is my age, like class of 2005, uh, French of high school listeners, Keegan is in the house, who is no longer a little baby, as we all remember him. Keegan is well into his 17 years old. He is... Heading into his senior year of high school. Yes, all of you. I said that. I did not hesitate. Keegan is now a senior in high school. Let that soak in for a second. Keegan, what up, buddy? What up, all of you old people who apparently know me as a baby? Guess what? I'm about to be a man. Yeah, that's weird to your small brain. Maybe not small. Maybe some of you have big brains. Some of them that are listening, I'm sure, have very small brains. But (laughs) the majority of them have very big brains. Yeah, of course. But maybe, hopefully, it has some wrinkles in it. Hopefully, they're not smooth brain, you know? That's why I say it. Shout out. Keegan's getting old. Yeah, so are y'all. Woo! So, we have been talking for quite a while on what we want to talk about. Since like, the Alabama trip we took during the summer. We, so, pre, pre-podcast, pre because yeah. I didn't start this podcast to January. So, it's been almost a year ago. It was June of last year. Uh, we went on a trip, and I made sure Keegan knew that I was starting this podcast. Mm-hmm. And he's been wanting to be on it. Prior to me starting it, he started to come up with topic ideas. Once I started it, I mean, it's a like constant, like, hey, let's do this. But we couldn't think of a good topic. And when that I did, someone stole problem. it. You stole it. I'm not naming names. But Ty King. But Ty King. 
not mad, but kind of angry. But see, to me, though, you're like the typical teenage dumbass. Yeah. And it's like, all right, all right cool. Because you're like, all right, cool. Going to come over tomorrow and do a podcast. Like, absolutely. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Yeah, because the way I do things, like, I once had to do a big presentation for my engineering to, like, recruit people. Yeah. And then the teacher was like, hey, what's the topic? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what do you mean? It's like, I'm just going to improv it. And it works. Yeah. That's what I, I do. I things. fly off the seat of my pants better than anybody else. But there. you have to have, like, a core thing to we talk about. We have to have some sort of topic. Well, of course. I say that, though. I plan on doing a podcast soon where I'm going to have some people over and we're, like, I'm going to hit record. It's gonna be the LMK guys. I'm gonna hit record, and we're just gonna see where it goes. And I can guarantee it's gonna be hilarious because that's kind of our our thing. You know what? That sounds hilarious. When it happens, hit me up. I will. But the only problem with that is, is like, well, I don't know. It's got to be a certain group of people, and mm-hmm. I got to do the tester first. And if that works out, that may be the new vision of the podcast. That'd be very interesting for me. Or like me, like every other week, you do one one on one. The next week, you do a group. There you like go. Kind of match, okay. Kind of chain up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, without further ado, um, we've talked about is like different people have different coping mechanisms for dealing with different things. For right? sure. Um, and everybody has their own. Yep. Some people shut down. Some people don't know when to stop talking. Some people bottle up. Some people uh, let too much out, like word vomit. Oh yeah. Right. Some may be good, some may be bad. Okay, sure. everyone has their own unique thing. Absolutely. Having said that, with Landry, uh, with Landry Group, people tend to use humor as a coping mechanism, and you're here to talk about humor as a coping mechanism and how that may or may not be the humor. best uh, route to go in. Correct. Correct. Because my hi, I'm Keegan. Once again, Keegan. People forgot. Yeah, give us a shout out. Let people know. Besides those people who know me, who are you? Well, so my name's Keegan. Keegan what? Keegan Wren. That's okay. my last name. My father is Gentry Griffith. My okay. mother is her full name is Jacqueline Adamson. I know. Jacqueline, I never knew that. Yeah, her, yeah, but she, everyone calls her Jack. Let's just go, Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> yeah, Jackie. So yeah, I go to Monterey. Um, I do the engineering department. So basically, I build stuff and sometimes I break stuff. I like to break stuff. It's like, bah, and then do it's you ever break. get to break stuff and then build it back up? Well, you see, I'm not supposed to break stuff, but I like to break stuff and then just rebuild it to be better. Like, ha, I did better than you. Because that's gotcha. that's funny to me. Got gotcha. you. And then I also do something called Academic Decathlon. The Academic Decathlon. That's why I'm doing this whole speech. So I do like a little run through, and plus I always want to get on this podcast. I'll be a little two in one, two birds with one stone type of a deal. So you're you're what you're essentially kind of prepping for a speech. Now this can be more of a combo than a speech, but that you're going to be giving mm-hmm. next year for the Academic Decathlon. Yes, yeah, so basically okay. the way it works: three judges, you give your speech, you have three minutes. Okay. So the way I do, I do bullet. Bulletin points, and then I just improv it. So this is going to work great for this, because I can stretch it out. And it's going to work great for three minutes thing, because I can make it small. Okay. Yeah. So okay. that's so the way I run. I don't like to be restricted by stuff. Yeah. I typically was like, like be like water, you know. Okay. Throw through stuff. Fluid. Yeah, fluid. Fluid. Yeah, for so, sure. So kind of tell me more what you're talking about with this specific conversation. So basically what the, my conversation is, basically how you said earlier, but restate it. Uh, how humor is used as a coping mechanism, and why can you be super good or super bad? So, have you heard of Bo Burnham? He's a comedian by chance. Bo Burnham. Burnham, no. Yeah. no. So basically, he was a comedian, right? Back in 2012 was his height, right? And he did something called Welcome to YouTube, where basically he's like, oh, YouTube, look at crazy people, look at all mm. this, like, happy, joyful. But then recently, actually, as a day of this podcast, it was released three days ago, where it's called Inside. Where he basically, because he took a comedy break for six years because he had panic attacks on stage. It's because, like, 
He's been doing it since he was 18, and he got big way too fast, and he acknowledged that. So for five years, he's went to recluse isolation and stopped. But then he, then he started again in January. But the problem with January is, on people, a lot of people know, it's COVID. Because that's when it started sorting, and then Netflix had to stop it. Okay. So what he did, he's recording in his own house. So he did the pictures, the lighting, videos, lighting, all that stuff by himself. Okay. And at the beginning of it, it was, like, super happy. But then as he went on, it sort of, like, showed, like, how he was mentally doing and it kind of well, that's why I really interesting. love interesting interesting because with comedians always like oh happy 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 funny funny but if you like really read into what I guess you can say you can really see how sad it is I would like, go out on a limb and I can't speak for fucking anybody okay yeah um, and I'm definitely not speaking for the entire comedic world I would be willing to bet that more comedians than not struggle with some sort of mental disability oh, anxiety or something and that's probably where a lot of the humor even if it was something as small as like you know i hear a lot of them, they moved around a lot mm-hmm. so they had to find some ways to fit in or they were depressed and they didn't know other ways so that's the comedy clubs and stuff yeah Try exactly and, and, and they just realized like okay i don't know where i fit in but the other day in class i said something silly and everybody started liking me so yeah. now i found a way to kind of grab people's attention so interesting fact um and it Elementary school, I was a very talk, kind of talkative kid, very kind by myself, had a couple friends. Mm. In middle school, I did engineering. That's where all my engineering stuff started. I started to make jokes. People started to laugh. So that's when I started to become, like, I guess your class clown, the guy who just, like, mm. dicks around, didn't really do too much, but just, like, tell jokes. Yeah. That's where this sort of started. And at first, it was just telling jokes. And as your life starts happening, more stuff starts happening to you. And since I was so young, the only, reason, the only way I knew how to do stuff was jokes and stuff which at first I thought oh it's if i'm j- laughing then there is no problem mm. and then i went to therapy okay I, so basically when that happens I, she was like oh how do you deal with stuff I was like ha your mom and yeah. then she's like keegan i was like yeah i was like that's not healthy it's like what do you mean i mean i'm laughing you're laughing i don't see the problem is right now well that's what i was gonna say because when you had texted me and said that the topic you want to do is Using humor for a coping mechanism. mechanism. Mm -hmm. If it would have ended there, I'm like, all right, cool. But you said and how it's unhealthy. Yes. I personally don't know how it could be. And I'm not just saying that to see the other side of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's interesting to me because I I personally, and I don't know much about it, but it seems to me like it could be healthy. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a double, trying to think a way to word this. Double-edged sword. Yeah. But it's also like short-term healthiness, right? Okay. It's like, let's say someone died, whatever, right? And you can't really handle it, so you go out partying. And you're just like, oh, since I'm partying, just doing stuff, I can't be sad. But eventually the mm. high wears off. It's and then you have you. to face it. Yep. And in a way, if I did comedy, I dealt with very, like, something that happened to me for three years with comedy. Like, freshman year, I dealt for three years with comedy. Went to therapy and realized, oh, my God, I'm not okay. But since I couldn't, like, stop, I didn't know. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. So, like, since I was just riding that high and I was just going along with it, I'd never stopped. And then when you re- when you stop, you realize, oh, God, what am I doing? I've been <clears throat> I've been hiding behind this forever, yeah. and it's been eating at me. Yeah, it's like with the theater mask thing, how, like, one's happy, but behind it's sad. Ah. That's very common with, like, actors. It's like Jim Carrey, one of my favorite actors of all time, suffered with severe depression. And... He's a fucking whack job, yeah. man. I saw him on Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. You ever watch mm-hmm. that show? I watched it a couple times. Not really it's fantastic. Just, but it's did good. you watch his episode? I did not. Dude, he's fucking weird, man. Yeah, because he has he does two things. He does into character. There's something more fancy for it. basically like he becomes a character the year before filming. That's called a method actor. Method actor, thank you. So that he did that, but because he did that, he got um I'm trying to think of the word for it. It's like a te- not attention, like kind of like multi personality sort of, but mm-hmm. not to that severe. Sure, it's like lesser than. Okay. So like, he didn't know. He felt like he didn't deserve anything because 
and his mind, he wasn't Jim Carrey. He was. It the wasn't Grinch. Jim Carrey winning the award. It was it the was, Grinch winning the yeah. award. Or it was. Uh, you know where all that got started, right? For him, this um, is kind of off topic, but oh, he ahead. he did a movie um, where he was portraying an actor named I think is ah, don't let me lie to you real quick let me look it up yeah yeah but he was portraying that actor who was a big uh, comedian years and years and years and years ago probably 50s yeah um and he had to delve into the life of that guy because he's doing method acting and he wanted to make sure that people because got the full experience well and it's one thing that if you're being an actor for a character that's made up like, the actor can kind of take that character where he needs to go, mm-hmm. right? But if it's a real person, you have to follow the script. Exactly right. He was being that person. Mm-hmm. And so it, it – in the process of trying to do the method acting, I mean, it was 24-7 mm-hmm. on screen and off. He convinced himself he was yeah. him, and it wound up taking Jim Carrey into a fucked-up world that I don't think mm-hmm. he's ever really come out of. He definitely hasn't. Like, he's, like – obviously, like, you can see a very big difference Jim Carrey. So mm-hmm. like why so you know Stephen Colbert that he does like interviews with actors. Uh, Andy Kaufman. Okay, that was the name the Andy Kaufman. K a u f m a n. Yeah, and so he was doing the movie. Um, it may have just been called Andy, but that that's who it was. So he was portraying Andy Kaufman, and if you ever watched Andy Kaufman's comedy, Jim Carrey acts just like him. Mm-hmm. But that dude was already off the rails, and I think that's kind of where Jim it started. Kind of, yep. But yeah, anyways, I was saying so like Stephen. Steven Spielberg. I'm trying to think of the name. Stephen Colbert. I said a random night host. So you can see when he did interviews with Jim Carrey, like during like production, he was all happier. But afterwards, we didn't have a role. You can see him being more of himself because he didn't yeah. have anyone's like B, I guess. Yeah. So you can really see like how sad he was. You can see in his eyes, the eye bags, everything's a lot darker. He wasn't like smiling. He was just sort of chilling. So that's when you sort of see like the real character, and that's one of the reasons why I found out that humor can't. It's good for a bit, but not forever. Because mm-hmm. Jim Carrey is. Can you really name any good Jim Carrey movies where it wasn't a comedy? Uh, I've actually only seen one movie that Jim Carrey in that wasn't a comedy. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking the movie was fantastic. It's called The Number 23. I heard that, yeah. Okay. Now, I don't. it's been such a long time, I need to rewatch it. It makes me wonder, though, because the whole premise of the movie was pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. What was the premise? Um, somehow, like, that number 23 was haunting him. So, like, it, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it, okay? Uh, I'd have to watch it again, sure. but it was not a happy film. It wasn't funny at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, okay, was it really a badass film, or did I think it was more badass because just Jim, Jim Carrey is not being funny? You know he's, what I'm saying? Yeah, he's being someone different. Yeah, it's just like in Ozark. Do you watch Ozark on Netflix? Uh, I watched the first couple episodes. Because Jason Bateman, the main guy in that, mm-hmm. is hilarious. Oh, he's one, like, of he's one of the funniest people of all time. He's an identity theft, right? Yes. Great film. In that movie, what are you fucking kidding? Uh, <laughs> but in in, in, in in Ozark, he's not funny at all. No, he's like right? serious. And so it's like, yeah. and that show is good, but it took me a while. I was like, is it ever going to be funny? So uh, You saw you, that perception exactly. of yeah. the character or the actor must be funny. Right. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, so when I actually the reason why I did this because I posted a tweet on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Kigun K E E G O O N. Kigun, yeah, yeah, no, we'll plug you for sure. Oh, well, I'm plugging myself in. There's, there's no stopping. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I posted a treat, a tweet. They and I said these exact words. They call me NASCARs keep relapsing. And okay. I thought it was the most clever thing on the earth. That's a good one. Yeah, but turns out a lot of people were concerned because I have a history of self harm and stuff. I'm clean now. I've been clean for almost a year. Pretty proud okay. of that fact. Congratulations. But, thank you. 
Anyways, people are like, oh my god, are you okay? It's if like, that... I thought it was hilarious. So, yeah. that's my problem. I think it's funny I say it. I do no thoughts about it. Well, and a lot of that, too, is for people who have never struggled with something like that. Like, mm -hmm. I can't speak into depths of self-harming or sure. self-mutilation. I've never done that. But I have struggled with certain things in my life. And, like, if you can hear people make those kind of jokes, you can kind of understand, like... You're allowed to say something like that. Mm -hmm. Someone who has not ever struggled is not, right? It's kind of like saying that. You can go like, there. Yeah. Okay, I'm, a, I'm bisexual. I'm going to say the word faggot. I hope that doesn't offend anyone. Okay. I'm allowed to say that. My friends are allowed to say it to me. But if some stranger says a completely different story, and I believe that's how humor should be dealt with with certain topics. Like, you can't have a white guy saying some Chris Rock's, Chris Rock's joke for obvious reasons. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, why the police put yeah. me over? It's like a yeah. white guy. No one's going to care. Yep. So you have to know what you have to say. Okay. Like, you have to know your, I guess, know your place is the best term I use. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm going to disagree with you saying that you should use, not say should, you can say the word the faggot, ability. but no one else can. Okay? Yeah. And I'm going to explain to I'm you. I'm saying to me. Like I'm going to explain, explain why, though. So why I think I can. No, no, no. I'm going to explain. Oh, that. my fault. Yeah. Well, first of all, and if the answer is no, then this, uh, it's a moot point. Mm -hmm. Do you find, like, if someone were to call you personally mm -hmm. you a faggot would you be offended and if, if i know them i wouldn't care because they know me but if it's a stranger off the what street what if a stranger sees you walking down the street holding hands with a guy and he calls you a faggot would you be offended by that depends on the way he's like because he's like you fucking like very angry he's just a man that's irrelevant is it, does the word term faggot in a derogatory remark offend you for me not me personally but for other people this would just okay because the, the argument that i have and I, i've had this conversation too is i i think that that term should just be eliminated from the english dictionary sure like don't use it period in the discussion okay same thing with the n-bomb yeah like i've almost gotten fistfights with friends of mine for dropping the n-bomb mm -hmm. even if they weren't saying it meaning it to be a bad term is if it's just gone then we don't have to worry about that word sure but i also don't believe that a black people a black people like a black person, person, person. There we go. Should be saying the term either. Mm -hmm. Now I do get that, like they have more of a right to that word than a white person. I, I respect that. Under, so it's like if you're offended that it's being said, then no it. one should be saying it because how am I supposed to take you serious if you're saying that that you know Joe Schmo can't say faggot but you can't? So why was why does one make it's either a so derogatory like that, term or it's not? So it's like that one trope where like no offense to you, but like short guy syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like if I called you short, you like you won because I know you. But like let's say I called random guy short and he got mad. He goes self short, and then he's like, "Oh, I think it's funny." Like, no. That's where you draw the line. If someone like can use it towards themselves, mm -hmm. but they can't say it to you. I just feel like if 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 you don't want nothing. the word being said, then you shouldn't be saying it towards yourself either. I can see that. Yeah, that's just the way I feel about all derogatory terms. That's fair. But fair yeah. enough. Yeah, we got way off topic again. We did. We. I mean, I'm very rest. bad at this. Yeah, we We're about to get off topic with this by talking about off topic. Yeah. But yeah. So. Yeah, let me keep on going. Let me look at my notes real quick, because I took notes. I'm like, this podcast, quote-unquote, host, who's supposed to have notes, but I didn't he have doesn't. notes for this one. Well, you should have. I gave you some good notice. <laughs> yeah, three days. Well, three... Well, that doesn't count. Okay, so... Basically, I have two examples. I have personal examples, and I just have people examples. We kind of already did the people examples, mm -hmm. like the actors and mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm going to do some of my examples. Please, yeah. Let's make it more relatable towards you. So... Trigger warning, I'm not sure how you feel about that. Basically, he's going to talk about suicide, suicide mentions, all that stuff. Even though we talked fully into it. One of my good friends, I'm not going to name her name, just for nice respect to her family. She killed herself not too long ago, in December. Died so, by suicide. Yes, committed suicide. Died by suicide. Is that a technical term? The reason being is, it, you need to listen to the episode with Ty King, okay. who talks a lot about that, is 
you know, I'm sure you can agree that we need to make more awareness towards mental health. Oh, I'm 100. We as in the United States, whatever. Yeah. When you say someone committed suicide, it's 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 like it kind of grabs your attention. But when you say it in the terms "died by suicide," like a heart it, it grabs your attention more. It's a little bit more more eye opening. Oh, so, so it's, if you so use it seems the, more like a disease, and so exactly that's smart, and it's going to grab that. your attention more. Mm-hmm. It's like hit you right. The yeah, because I actually got my attention. Your friend died by suicide. God, that's actually yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Right? Anyways, right? Wow. Sorry. That's just a very revolutionary. No, absolutely. For me. Yeah. I almost have to start. Shout using. out Ty, yeah. Yeah, shout out Ty. My boy. Never mm-hmm. met him. Have I met him? No. I never met him. Can't wait to meet you. Exactly. I don't know. Anyways, off topic. Basically, when that happened, I was in a very low place. Very dark place. I thought about that. Like, mm-hmm. I I tried doing it before I'm going to be 100% open because I think if you are open about that, that's the best way to spread awareness. Agreed. So when I heard the news, because I, I was actually an academic meet, like, we we're doing like a competition, like, we we're taking tests, or whatever. We had a lunch break because, you know, people need food, believe it or not. Allegedly, yeah. Well, you know, that's what, and you survive 30 days, so you can wait sure. a couple hours. <laughs> Anyways, well, mm. see how I'm using humor to deflect it. That's my entire point. Mm. Well, okay, yeah. Because, like, I yep. want to get into this conversation. Yeah. But, like, my defense magnum is like, we're not going to talk about Let's this. Let's away from it. Yeah, because, like, I don't want right. to face it. Yeah. But anyways, when I first heard the news, I remember exactly what was happening. I was sitting down with one of my best friends, Israel Andame, and Jacob Brinson. We had chicken mashed potatoes and a roll no macaroni and a roll because okay. we got from market street the yeah, coach's yeah. paper yeah, it was a very you. nice meal i'm with you yeah and i was starting eating it and israel Dunn was like oh my god her her name died yeah and i was like what so i couldn't eat my meal yes, like, of course not. it's so weird because like 240 pound man over here didn't yeah. eat a meal don't yeah. hear that very often yeah so i remember that and i was luckily on my car so i just went in there i played frank sinatra <laughs> Of all of all people, yeah, which I nice, found, nice. I don't know why it wasn't like his sad songs. It was like "Fly Me to yeah. the Moon." Yeah, but great, yeah, great, great song. Yeah, great music. Yeah. So then after that, I was like, it was so weird because like I finished the task because I felt like because I didn't want to drive, I didn't want to go, I just want to stay in one place. Mm-hmm. Then you see that? Mm-hmm. That's from December. Like that's how I'm not good with like saying words emotionally, as you can probably tell right now. I'm more like an action type person, it's like a doing thing, stuff. man. It's embedded into our blood. Yeah. But anyways, like, that's how much emotion I felt, and I was, like, captivated, as you can tell. Punch something? Yeah, I punched my inside of my car, like, the roof. I was thinking Frank Sinatra. Okay. So, yeah. But, yeah, so I covered it with a pen, because we need pens for her. It's yeah. like, Hello Kitty? Yeah. Like, no, I have it on. I don't. Well, actually, yeah, I can show, I can show you. It's that little thing right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that's what I did. And then, so, that happened first week of December, like, very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, so, obviously, December, Christmas, birthdays, all that stuff. And it's very hard for me to, like, because be present. Because, like, is this news to you? Like, did Gentry... No, I knew. Okay, yeah. So, like, I'm not sure if you can tell, about Christmas, I wasn't really there. Like, mm-hmm. I really tried to be in the ground, but I had work there. So, like, work, I just worked. I didn't think. So, that for a while, I just didn't think I just told jokes and stuff. And I did that for, I'm not going to lie, so, like, early March. And I realized, I need to understand how I'm feeling fully. So, for three whole months, I avoided something. And that's why I think humor isn't... It's fun. It's all fun and games until you can't comprehend something mm. and you can't understand how you're truly feeling so i just kept on telling jokes telling jokes doing stuff like doing very dumb things trying to convince yourself that you're okay and because i'm, I'm smiling at your other people if i'm smile. laughing and you're laughing and we're happy and mm-hmm. i just did air quotes for those yep. of you that can't see then clearly i'm doing fine yeah when i'm fucking not and i because i realized like and it took me too long to realize honestly when i was by myself like in my room i was not okay like i was my brain was shut off i wasn't thinking i wasn't doing like i might like in writing or like doing homework 
I wasn't. Uh, I felt like it was someone else. Like third yep. person point yeah, of view type too. thing. Yeah, I'm with you. So it took me up to March to realize, okay, I need to figure out how to do this. So what I did, I went to um, Discord. I'm not sure if anyone knows what that is. Probably most of you are old social media platform. Think of Instagram and stuff. Where it's more like group orientated type thing. So it's not always like one-on-one conversations, like a big like group thing. If that makes sense. Yep, I'm with you. Yeah. So I did that, and I so realized... we used to call those chat rooms. Yeah, up. it's basically we chat did rooms. AIM, AOL, Instant Messenger. Everyone mm-hmm. had their cool name. Yep. I don't remember mine. I know Gentry's was called. Uh, I think it's called the Big Slick. Oh wait, <laughs> that's uh, cool. But you would have chat rooms, and it's the same same idea what you're talking about. But this is 25 years ago. Yeah. But the same yeah, platform. The same you thing. could do like a private to where it's just me and you talking on there. But usually, like you invite right. all your cool friends, and there'd be 10, 15, and you just having this full blown conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did that for a bit, like talking to people, like getting their perspective, how they dealt with it. Then I went on, I just read, read a bunch, like how are you supposed to deal with this? Because I did have a therapist, but then she's getting her master's degree. And it's like two months wait. And then just kept on getting pushed back to COVID and all that stuff. So I decided, fuck it. I, I'm in charge of my own destiny. I'm going to research it. Nice. Good so I did, thank you. So yeah, I did that. Obviously, I'm not 100% fine. I believe once someone dies, it's six weeks forever. It just depends how you deal with it. I believe there's three different ways of handling something of that traumatic event. Either it's like a rock, either it breaks you, or like you use like bend towards it, or you try to like work around it. So like the rocks at the center of you. So obviously you acknowledge that it's there and it shapes you the person you are today, but you still well, have to be yourself. And I'll, and I'll tell you, uh, uh, you know, you can't say that you're ever going to get over that. Like yeah. you, in, in studio says and you shouldn't want to get over that, right? Mm-hmm. But you will learn as time goes on, you start to... It's only been six months, right? Yeah. Um, December's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Christmas going to be tough. And then it gets it gets easier to deal with. Because um, you don't, I don't think you should ever use the term moving on. You don't want to move on from that person's mm-hmm. memory. But you will learn, and you've learned just within the last three or four months, I'm sure as you started taking care of this and facing your shit head on, yeah. how much easier it's gotten. Mm-hmm. It gets easier to deal with. It gets easier to cope with, right? And 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 you understand it more. But you don't like. I don't like the term "move on" because I don't want you to ever think you have to move on. Moving on means to say that like that friendship never happened and mm-hmm. it's over with. You just learn how to cherish the moments that you have. You don't with this think person. about oh they're gone. You think oh I did this with them. Yeah, it's like yeah. I always say too is like like a funeral for example. For example, funerals are sad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's... But there shouldn't be a sad moment where everybody tells these sob stories and you get somebody up there that didn't even know who the fuck the person was that died to mm-hmm. just read scripture and all that. That's not what it's for. Mm-hmm. It should be a celebration of life. And a lot of funerals, like people who really know what they're doing, they're running, will say that. Like, let's tell some funny stories. Let's yeah. all celebrate that we got to enjoy this person for however long they had on life. That's what it should be. So that's you, not what my funeral to be. Your, 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 your mindset will start to shift, and I'm sure it already has, that you're going to start being able to celebrate what you had with her, not just look at the the life that was ended. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can understand that now. Because, like, when I first time I was like, oh my god, I did this, didn't do this, and now... Not as much because it's still very heavy stone you have to push like yep. get to the end of the road. Yep. But now I'm understanding more. It's like, hey, I did this. I have the opportunity, the chance, and I did do this. And it's just a very nice feeling to have, I guess. You know, yeah. So, yeah. So when you started seeing this therapist, did you start seeing them because of this situation in life? No, I saw her starting sophomore year. I okay. Say. Yeah. Is this the same lady who? You've been talking, same one you were talking to after so-and-so. Yeah. 
Well, trying to. But yeah, I text her occasionally to stuff like that. But like nothing too... Like not sessions because their wait list is so long. Yeah. Because of COVID, yeah. trying to get her masteries, all that, all that junk. But yeah. Um, how does she feel about you using humor? She thinks it's... Trying to think. Trying to think how to word this. I shouldn't use it as the only thing. Mm-hmm. I should try like actually seek like at first like time a cup of jokes is okay. Okay. Well, not jokes like just being like the funny guy is okay, but not for months on an cup break. So then that's what I was hoping that you would tell me. She said if, if she didn't, I was gonna say you'll need to spend your money better places. You can't like if you're the funny guy and you're the humor guy and because. Like, people will rely on you to make them laugh when they're in the dumps, mm-hmm. too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like, if I were to go to you and be like, oh, I'm upset about this, this, and that, the reason I'm going to you is probably because I know that you're going to... I'm needing a good laugh. I need a good escape. And you're mm-hmm. going to find a way. Even if you can see that I'm having a hard time with this, like, you probably have a gift you don't realize you have to where you can make people laugh in a time that people need to but don't realize that they want to. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel like a lot of people are. Like, so people come to... Because I'm an easy listener. I just listen and tell them my advice. But it turns out, like... I was talking to them, like, once, like, when they were unsad, we were just having a good time. Like, Keegan, you want to know the main reason I come to you? I was like, what? Because you can barely read messages. So when you say has very little to do, and you, like, throw in jokes, because you know <laughs> that I cannot read. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's why I realized people, like, come, not come to me for, like, talk to me a lot. Just like, hey, he's a funny guy. Let's talk to the funny guy. Sure. So, yeah. and, and, uh, and don't ever get it's rid of going. that. Like, don't let somebody convince you that you shouldn't be the funny guy. Mm-hmm. But there is Better definitely, ways of doing stuff. well, there's a safe balance between that. Like, you ever watch Friends? Yeah. You ever get into it? Yeah, I found it kind of boring. It's pretty cheesy. But Chandler, you know oh, who Chandler is? Yeah. Chandler is that guy, yeah. right? Chandler always finds something comical about situation. Comical about every situation. Oh, yeah. And you can tell a lot of it that friends needed to hear that. But a lot mm-hmm. of times it's like, it's like, dude, okay, man, like, why don't you just go ahead and instead of trying to be silly, say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, don't hide from it. So basically, that's kind of like my whole speech, but it's going to have to be shortened down in three minutes. Like, personal, because I actually did, um, let me pull up the statistics, actually, real quick. Please. Yeah. So basically, it's only this very small thing is, um, how many people? 20 people, I want to say. Because um, I was, like, posting an announcement, like, hey, I want people to, like, just, just do this survey for me. So then they can answer it for me and stuff. Okay. So let me go through it real quick. Sorry, it's taking, probably should have this paired out, but it's fine. So how have you been? Dude, I've been good, bored out of my mind, not working for a few more weeks. I need something to do. Like a podcast? Maybe you should start one of those. Or they're kind of popular these days. I've thought about it. So speaking of, I've got a question for you. And this is an honest, like, this is the truth booth, right? Yep. Um, I need to know something. And if you don't say the truth, I'm going to be a little upset. Uh, Okay. What's your favorite podcast, Keegan? My favorite podcast? No, and this is a truth booth. Okay. My favorite podcast to listen to is definitely... The Misfits, if you haven't listened to them. But my ultra-favorite podcast... I, I just want to make sure that everyone heard that. My nephew, who is on my podcast, recording right now, said out loud that this is not his favorite podcast. And it's funny, because he asked me this, and it was like before we were in like podcast form. And I just wasn't thinking, it's like, oh, what's my favorite thing? I listen to Misfits podcast. It's pretty no funny. excuse, man. Well, you the know... The answer should have been having said that. It should have. I should have said it then, but you said honest, so I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> That's, well... Because I knew what your honest answer was, and I'm actually going to bullshit me right now. Well, yeah. So, anyways, pull up the statistics. Uh, 20 people voted. Um, there's multiple different options. There was um, use of substance, sleeping, walking away from situation, humor. 
What are, you, what are you talking about now? Hold on. Oh, so I did like a, a poll, essentially. Just like on TikTok or something? Uh, in my classroom. Like, okay. So it's like a thing called Google Classroom posts assignments and stuff. I posted that. So I was like, got people's like honest opinion because it was anonymous. And if you make it anonymous, people will answer honestly. Because then they think, oh, there's... Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I did those because those are the most common four things I want to deal with. Because I dealt with all four of them. I want to see what, how my classmates pick. And I also had another option. You're talking about like for people who... Like which one of those are the most common to use to get... Like, I don't understand mm -hmm. what you're saying. I'm lost. Okay, so basically there's two parts of it common. And the next part is like, do you believe this is a healthy results that you get? Okay. And so seven people picked humor out of ten. So keep that in mind. So almost Did they think it's unhealthy to use humor as a coping mechanism? No, they purely like that was like this part one. We're able to pick the option that some people use humor as a coping mechanism out of ten. Okay. But then there was another part. They said, "Do you think it's healthy?" Only one person said yes. Mm. So that's that's what sort of other. Because you can only think in our own brain, right? We, I can't read your mind. I can't know how you're truly feeling. Only how you present yourself, right? Mm. So when I got that statistic, I realized, oh, I'm not alone. Like, this is actually an issue. Like, this isn't just like, oh, it's an off Keegan thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So basically, it got me to open up my eyes, do a lot more research, and figure it out. Like, comedians, like I was talking about earlier, Jim Carrey suffers this. Uh, Bo Burnham does all this. And then you realize people use humor because it's so easy, and relatively speaking. Absolutely. And, and it makes other people laugh. So you think, oh, since I'm like, if you shoot up heroin, you don't really make anyone feel better. You make most odds on feel worse. But with humor, it's just easier. Like, mm -hmm. people, if you can see them laughing, you you think you're doing good. Right. And that's why it's used so commonly. Right. I found out over research. Right. Yeah. It's a good point. It's a good point. But there is a certain art form to being able to use the humor. Like, mm -hmm. a lot of people can't do that. I, I find myself to be a pretty funny guy, but I don't know oh, how sure. well. I couldn't just, like, think of something funny off the top of my head to lighten the mood. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about, like, a big group of people about stuff, like, I can find ways to get people to laugh and keep the combo going. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could like take light of a serious situation in order to make people feel better. So it is, it is an art form, something I hope you never lose. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm funny. They're funny is shock humor. It's like, hey guys, says a racial slur, or like says something sexist, or mm -hmm. like come with up where I was like, oh, it's funny because like it was shocking. It's yeah. like, no, you just said something shocking and a lot of people's reaction when something shocking, shocking happens, they just laugh because they're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. People are like, ah, I'm the funny guy. No. That's the only joke they why does Why does the shock humor guy in your in your head talk like that? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> your, do. your shock humor guy had a certain <laughs> accent. I don't know. That's just how they talk in my head, yo. <laughs> how does the shock guy talk to you? I, I don't I don't know see I, I'm not the comedic guy over here. You're, I don't have a You're just too funny. Yeah, you don't you don't so. get it. Yeah. Never hear shock people. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So yeah, I mean humor. It's pretty it's pretty funny, but you got to know like when to draw back and to fully ex trying to think. Maybe explore could be the right word. Was there Delve a certain into. situation whenever you were dealing with that girl stuff? Mm -hmm. Um you said it took about 3 months for you to realize shit. Like yeah. I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. Um was there, like, a joke you said or something that someone called you out and, like, dude, clearly, like, that's too fucked up? Oh, or... I never once, and I still haven't made a joke, committee, like, hey, go kill yourself, because I'm never going to say that ever again. No. Like, I, yeah. I may say it to me, like, oh, I'm going to kill myself, because I got to Don't be. even say that. I won't. I try, I'm trying to really dial it back, because, like, it was so ingrained to my jokes for a while. Yeah. So definitely dial it back. Definitely it's hard thing to do. It's not funny. It's not funny, because it's just shock value, like I said mm -hmm. earlier. That's why I make fun of the guy voice, because I... If yeah, I make you... fun of the guy, then I'll stop it. Yeah. Anyways, the reason why I stopped 
not because of a joke. Because I, like I said, I started working at Tilly's pretty much the exact same day like that happens. So. Mm. so I just had work for three months, and once I learned how everything worked, like at work, I realized I started getting there was something for me to think about there. Because like, I was like, oh, I need to do it like this. And I was like, secondhand nature. Mm-hmm. So now I was starting to think. And I was like, I need to find something. Like hobbies or like someone to help me out. So one of the hobbies I picked up was drawing and longboarding. Like, well, that was going to be my next question. Oh. So you, 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 you know that you're the guy who makes jokes. Mm-hmm. You realize that maybe that's an unhealthy thing. To deal with 100% of the time, yeah. So what is it now that like if you're realizing this isn't the route I decide I need to take, what what do you do now to start dealing with your shit? So I drew a lot. Um, That's past tense, so you're not doing it anymore. Not as much, just because I only draw when I want to. Like okay. if someone tells me draw this, I'm like no. I, I get that like something. Well, uh, the 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 creative spark has to be lit. Mm-hmm. Something has to go off. Bam! I'm gonna sit down and draw. Yeah. yeah, or write music stuff like that. Understandable. Um, but recently I just. The reason why I use humor, I think funny stuff in my head, mm-hmm. and I realized I got to the point when in my head, I was no longer laughing, I'm no longer okay. I need oh, to fix myself. Oh, God, that's deep. Okay. Yeah, because, like, you probably, like, you're laying down in bed, maybe your wife's, like, passed out, so you just got to think. It's like, haha, funny something. When eventually your jokes are no longer funny, but it's, about, it's because you're out of it, you realize, mm-hmm. I need help. Mm-hmm. And that's what was it for me. I was like, wow, if I can no longer make myself, like, fully laugh, like, truly, because I can make other people laugh. Like, not, it's not that hard, in mm-hmm. the at least for me. But when you get to yourself and you realize one of my main things to do that like, keep me occupied in my head is jokes, and I can no longer, guess, f- feel happy. I hate saying feel happiness. That sounds like so emo or whatever you want to call it. That's how it was, truly, for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was making jokes. I was doing all these things. And I didn't, and I took me until March to realize for, like, a month and a half, I truly did not feel happiness. Okay. Like, even, like, during Christmas, I saw all my friends, saw all my family, I was getting all this stuff. I realized, like, a month and a half later after that, it's like, that wasn't me. That was, like, a facade I had to put out to, like, feel okay. Like, to make people, like, have the smile on, mm-hmm. have the jokes ready. But I went to my owner, and I was just at, like, blank face. Yeah. And then when I realized, I sort of got better. I was, like, actually laughing stuff. But then I realized I probably wasn't actually, actually laughing. I was just trying to, like, fill out something, yep. like, the thoughts. Yep. Like, if you... I'm not sure if you ever did this, but I know a lot. When I'm sad, I listen to music. Just, like, blast it out. That's how I was doing with my jokes. And it turns out the jokes are becoming white noise. Mm. So then you had to listen to faceless problems. Mm. And that's when I realized if it doesn't work all the time, or if you crush on it too, like, use it as a crutch too much, mm. it's not healthy. Okay. At least that's why I think. It could be different for everyone. Everyone has to No, I think you're right, too. And, and, and we're talking about, like, in this topic, we're talking about humor, right? Mm-hmm. But whatever mechanism it is you're using works but it's a temporary fix Mm -hmm. you know you've got to learn that you've got an issue Mm -hmm. and you've got to face it head on sometimes with professional help sometimes with just the help of friends or family right for sure but hiding behind whatever it is you use like you said substance abuse that's a good one people Mm -hmm. drink to take their sorrows away yeah um i've had a rough day i can't wait to get home and have have a a good yeah Yeah. exactly good you know me well yeah good scott (laughs) Uh, you know, whatever it is. Some people, like you said, unfortunately turn to drugs. Mm-hmm. Humor. Um, or just hiding and pretending. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm the king of pretending nothing's wrong. Oh, right? I've, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, you just... Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Eventually, being fine is no longer fine. It's, and it's like... Yeah, you try to convince in your head 
That's exactly yep. exactly right. You're trying. You feel like you're trying to convince everybody else, but all I'm trying to do is trying to convince myself I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I tell people this all the time: is you're the only person that can, can be in charge of what goes on internally. Like, do you say internally? You have to, huh? What did you say? Internally. Gotcha. So like. You can control your own happiness, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're miserable, yeah, you're going to make other people around you miserable, but you're the one that's suffering from that. Yeah. You don't want to bring the ship down with you just because you don't want to do your job. Yeah, well, exactly. Not, not sure that's the right term, but kind of. Yeah, but so you, need to, you need to figure it out. You need to face it head on. And if you catch yourself being the humor guy or being the drinking guy or being the hide behind the wall guy, mm-hmm. push that shit out of the way and figure out what's going on and how can I fix it. It's not to say that doing the jokes and the humor are a bad thing. Oh, let me – can I say something real quick? Yeah. I'm not seeing humor as a bad thing, but I'm saying you can't use it forever. You can't run that high forever. Eventually, you have to face your demons. But I'm not saying if you're – like something sad happened, you have to stop telling jokes. Mm. I'm saying you should know when to realize you, – you have to realize when to face the issue. Yeah. Like you don't – I'm not – me personally, don't face it first couple of weeks. You need to let that like seed in. I guess I'm not sure if that's right. That's the way mm-hmm. I do. It. Like let it seed in, and then because if you try to like pluck it out, it's like a weed, right? If you just pluck out the top of it, nothing's going to get done. You, keep you have to wait for the roots like kind of grow, and then you pluck out the entirety of it. Yep. So unfortunately, this may maybe I'm giving very bad advice. Hopefully not. But it's your advice, though, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's Keegan's advice. Don't listen. I'm not a licensed expert <laughs> for now. <laughs> for yet. But basically, wait a couple weeks. For it to root in and then try to deal with it like you have to let you have to let yourself experience what happened you can't just like try to shove it out of the way yep which a lot of people use humor like comedians like Jim absolutely Carrey. yeah so what, what's your goal like i feel like with you living this life and you like you've kind of dealt with a lot and you've got a lot going on is like what is your game plan after high school are you trying to delve into any oh. sort of therapy or so like you want to ask what i'm doing like right after like so like right after high school like long term give me what you got so right now i'm working at tilly's right Everyone really likes me there, and when I tell people to do it, all the time, they listen. I would really like to be a manager, assistant manager, or something along there. But the only problem is, I really, I'm definitely a mental health advocate. Like, I believe people need to be treated, it needs to be more talked about in society. Or, like, movies, because, like, a lot of times with movies, like, there's a movie called Split, where it's got a multi personality. You've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. I hate it. Like, it's a good movie, but I feel like a lot of people not have that perception, like, oh my god, every multi personality disorder can change their body, like, goes around. That's not how it works. Like, there's very small cases on how that works. Like, maybe, like, 0.01%. Like, it's a very small majority. And the reason why it happens, because, like, trauma you used as a child, you didn't have anyone else, so you just, like, create this other person, and when some bad stuff's happening, they go in the front. And normally they're not, like, ravenous killers. They're like, hey, I'm Joe. I'm no longer Mo. Very common names. But you do realize in a true multiple personality disorder, Joe and Mo don't know each other exist, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, really? Yeah. Like, you're actually encapsulating that person. You don't... It's not a conscious thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a... It, it's probably used as a form to hide behind, but Joe and Mo don't know that Joe and Mo exist. So how do you know that there's... We're getting completely off topic, but I want to get into this. How does how does a person multi-personality order know that they have it if they, like, black out, I guess? Because... And I could be wrong, and I don't want to delve too far in this, but, like, mm-hmm. the, the main person... Sure. ...knows this, and mm-hmm. they know they have issues, but whenever... Joe was going to Mo kicks in. Mo doesn't know that Joe exists and that Joe has a problem. So the other personality thinks they're the only one. Right. Okay, cool. Let's we'll go off of that. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. You'll learn about it more in depth, and I, I, I can't speak too much of it because I've only delved into it in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'll learn a lot about it if that's something you want to pursue in life whenever you get to college. Because I think therapy would be a very nice thing to do. I definitely finish up therapy, like make sure like I'm all good and healthy. Because I don't want to talk to like, oh, I'm suicidal. I was like, hey, yo, me too. And then that's mm-hmm. their entire session because then mm-hmm. like, oh, this ain't good. 
Mm-hmm. So I need to like get myself figured out, learn things, learn how to properly deal with things. And well, you're only 17. Keep that in mind. Oh, I know for sure. Like I definitely want to try help people. It's definitely my end goal. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I've done engineering since I was six, sixth grade. Sorry. And I've realized now I'm not gonna really help people. I'm gonna help like businesses, and I'm kind of inclined not to do that anymore solely because of that fact. Because I want to help people so much. And I feel like one-on-one for me, it's almost instant gratification, which is how I like to roll. If I want to do something, I don't want to wait like two years for it to process. I want it done almost right away. If it is going to take two years, I want to be there every step of the way. Not like do the start process and do the end process. I want to know what's happening on the group. The the meat of it, not the bread. It's the beginning of the end. The meat is where the goods are, but the meat part sucks. Yeah, meat part sucks. Because you're not... You just have to learn that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I just got finished with my second round of nursing school to become an RN from Nobia, blah, blah, blah. Congrats, by the way. Thank you very much. And that shit sucked because I was working full time and I get miserable wanting to study, but like I just had to tell myself like, okay, for the next however long, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. That light is me chasing my dream job and making more money and getting all these things. But during the meat part, which is the shit part, Mm -hmm. that's the part where you learn. That's why I want to be that person's help to, like, guide people, like, hey, this, because the way I've been taught therapy works, like, braces, how they get all your teeth, and they break them, and then they line them back how they're supposed mm, to they, be. You have to be broken down in order to be built back up. 100%. And I need, I, because when COVID happened, I was in the broken stages. Let's mm. remember, it's coming so much. Co- hum- sorry. Humor so much as a cupping mechanism, so that's why I stopped. Mm. So I need to go back to, like, be fully repaired and stuff. And as a therapist, I need, I feel like... I need to be there from step one to finish because I want to know my client is good. Because I don't be like, hey, here's what your here's your problems. Now go to someone else. Because when that happened to me, I feel like, oh, am I not good enough for you? Yeah. Or am I like so broken? I can't. You're not good enough. And that's the thought I feel like are planted a lot. Step one mm-hmm. to finish. You said mm-hmm. that's uh, you got to realize there is no finish, right? There's always going to be something going on. You're just going to have your peaks and your valleys, okay? Mm-hmm. Your up here valleys is where you were in December yeah. through March, right? Mm-hmm. Your peak is what I feel like is right now, like okay. you're doing good. So you can't say that it's finished because what you're saying now is right now is that you don't think that you can ever drop again. Okay. That doesn't happen in any person's brain, especially someone that's really struggling and battling mental health, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not the beginning to the end. You want to help them from rock bottom to help them reach their peak. And when okay. they reach their peak, I want them to know the skills to help themselves. To help them over. stay on that peak or to help them whenever they start to plummet down that peak. Be able to climb back up. Climb back up mm-hmm. again before they hit that deep valley and feel like there's no way back up again. Oh, Because sure. you're never going to hit here and never go back down here. Mm-hmm. No one ever will. There's, I've never, It's just impossible. Like You can't be on a high your entire fucking life. Right? Uh, it's impossible. You're gonna, yeah. So you can't say from beginning to end. You can say from... like. I say you can't say that. I'm not trying to preach to you. No, I understand. But the way you need to look at that, if that's something you want to pursue, is you want to help somebody from who, when they feel like they're at their rock bottom, how to get them up to the very top. Yeah. And keep them up there as long as humanly possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. So don't don't think that like now that you're feeling amazing that you can't feel down. Oh, I know. I'm saying I can go definitely down. Yeah. That's why I try it. That's why I want to learn skills to help mm-hmm. me like. So I don't have to rely on one person because mm-hmm. I've had to wait like a couple months. Maybe that couple months could be too long. For sure, some and you want to be able to get it to where you can have these skills to where you can rely on who mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I think it's just a lot of that too is just gonna come with age, though. Mm-hmm. Like you're because I'm only seventeen. You're I don't young. know a lot. Like you, yeah. I remember being seventeen, and at seventeen, I knew everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I was super smart. Parents were stupid. Yeah. 
friends parents were stupid coaches were stupid teachers I'm the smartest one on earth right now yeah yeah um I was so fucking dumb at 17 years old I didn't know anything like you got a long way to go till mm-hmm. you can think that you don't need to rely on people yeah but I think you're uh, a lot further ahead than almost anybody I've ever met I just mm, I just want to be independent like I turn 18 when moving was out of my house it's not like I have problems with my parents obviously I love them to death well, I just want to be a, be my own person. And yep. to do that, I feel like the second I graduate, I have to go. Cause... You know, my wife did that, and mm-hmm. it wasn't anything against parents. Great you just want to be your parents. Own. The day she graduated high school, she packed up and moved from Post to Lubbock, and she's been on her own ever since. Mm-hmm. And you can see she's clearly done just fine for her. Well, I mean, she married you, so that's, a, that's an argument. We right all there. have a flaw in life. <laughs> she married a short, chubby dumbass. Well, I mean, one of those things is true. Which one? Oh. You the dumbass. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So Monterey, we're about to graduate. We got one more year left. One we're going to year. college. What's the game plan? Uh, I applied to three different places. Already? Uh, yeah, but this year's with the SATs. You're able for free. That's the only reason why I applied to places. So I applied to uh, Virginia Tech, A and M, and Texas Tech. Okay. And if I don't accept any of those, I'm gonna try because I didn't start with the SATs. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I tried to do them, and I'm very bad at test-taking because mm. it's so easy for me to get distracted with me just reading things. And, like, I have, like, no noise. that like, really bothers me. Yeah. So then I just can't focus, and then I do poorly on tests. Sure. Great starter, terrible finisher. Sure. That's why log girls don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, um, if college doesn't work out for me, which I'm not sure, I'm going to definitely, right after high school, I don't want to go to college. I'm going to work a couple years, work probably at Tilly's. I honestly really love that job. Love the people there. Make me manager, please. Be a <laughs> great decision for y'all. We'll start a movement. Yeah. Get Keegan the manager. I don't know. I'll walk you think by of a and chant. Name? I'll huh? walk by and chant, holding up a sign. Just you in front of the store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll pick it. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I don't want to go to college right away because I know with me, school is very stressful. Because, like, with work, af- after, like, work, I don't think about work. But with school, after school, I still think about school. Like, oh, I got this assignment to do, I got yep. this to do, I got this to do. And that's a very yep. stressful thing for me. It is. So, I, honestly, work isn't that. So, that's one of the reasons why I'm inclined just to go just work. But I'm not sure. Sure. But, yeah, we're just going to see. I still got a year to think about it. And, I, honestly, forever. To think about it. Yeah, because college know, is always like, going to be there. Yes, college is important. Don't get me wrong. But, like, when it's shoved down your face starting in kindergarten and we're making you college ready and then – it's almost a slap in the face to people who are thinking like you that I don't know if college was for me because you just said I've got another year to think about it. No, you've got a year till you're out of high school. Yeah. You've got a year till you're 18, but no one ever said that the way of life has to be that you go straight into college or that you even go to college. Like I'm not promoting that you don't go to college. Please don't think that I'm not saying that. Yeah. But don't – you don't have a year to figure it out because even in a year, you're going to be 18, and I know the law will consider you an adult – but mentally, no. It's you're 20, not a fucking adult at 18 years old. 26, right? 20, it's either 25, 26. Yeah, you used to think that. 21. That's why they made the drinking age 21. Mm-hmm. But now they're saying that it's probably close to 25, 26 to your brain's fully developed. Mm-hmm. I think mine's still trying to figure that one out. Well, I mean, we're guys. We're yeah. a little slower. But we act mancha, so we must be mancha. There you go. Yeah. You go. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to have fun with life. Um, do stuff. Uh, have I showed that to you? I want to get. No. It's the coolest thing. I'm going to show it to you. It's okay. the coolest thing. For your audio listeners, love you to death. You're not going to see this, yeah, so no, we're not going to describe sure. it at all. We're just going to talk about it and want people to think what's going to be. Okay. So don't say what it is, because it's going to be a very fun game for people. So it's going to be that one. I want you to describe, because I want to get oh my God. it right here on my chest. Okay, so first, first thought was, is I thought 
that that was a very inappropriate image. Oh, no, it's not appropriate. I, I thought we were like... <laughs> I can see it now. Okay, and I'm going to yeah. leave it at that. Now I see what it is. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because you fucking talk about this whole podcast is about humor. That's a very humorous tattoo. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything. No. Um, but it's got like everything you would need all in one. Yep. Uh, they're both happy, love and life. And I want to get it right here. On the gut? Yeah. Okay. Like, here's the thing, though. No one's going to see it. Because, like, unless I want them to. And then it'd be... You're on, you're on the podcast. You called at the right time. What's up? What are you doing? We're podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> you're live on the air. What, what are you doing? Oh, what's up? What's up? Y'all did that on Tuesdays. Well, I uh, record pre. That way uh, I can post on Tuesdays. Oh. Okay. You guys say shout out to the, to the Having Said That listeners real quick. What's up, having said that, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> this is the infamous, if you've heard about on plenty of mine and plenty of pick fours, Mr. Gentry Griffith right there. Yeah, <laughs> Can Keaton call you okay. back in like three minutes? Yeah, just seeing if he's coming over tonight. Yeah, I am. Yeah, cool. See you later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious because I wanted, like, I wanted someone to call me because I've been wanting to do like a live... Library. Call, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how it would work. So once I hear that, and if I can actually hear his voice through there when this plays, I'm going to start playing it. And if have not, a, it's not like we're just two crazy people just yeah. like talking there to you go. voice. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, but that yeah. tattoo is fucking hilarious. God, it's going to be so good when I get it. Because, like, no one's going to have to see if I don't want them to. But, like, when I want them to, they're that's the only thing they're going to see. All right, I yeah, like it. I respect hilarious. it. Yeah. Man, this is a good one. I appreciate you opening up. I know sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do, but that was cool. I didn't know that what direction we were going in. Well, neither I did liked I. this. Yeah. I mean, it's all you Monterey listeners out there, because surely I'm going to get at least a handful. Like, oh, you're going to be bone food love. I want this to be big. All of my podcasts are amazing in their own way. Most of them are funny. There's a couple serious ones that I challenge everybody y'all's age to listen to. That's going to be the mental health one with Mr. Ty King. Everybody needs to hear that, especially at your age. Spread the word. Uh, I need to start doing some giveaways or something. Start people start spreading the word. But I'll figure that one out later. Yep. You got anything else to say? Um, yeah, uh, do crack, don't smoke grass, and get ass. Got you. Yeah. Don't do any of those except for the last one. Well, get all of them. Um. Be your own man. Be, or woman. Be so your own person. Do are you, you're driving now, right? Yeah, I drove here. So do you ever go, like, towards 50th and Loop? Like a Cash America pond right there. But anyways, yeah. there's a billboard right above that that gets a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Okay? How, ooh. So driving by it, and for 30 days, I'm going to pay for you to put whatever you want on there. Anything you want, sky's the limit, that mm-hmm. everybody in Lubbock's going to see for 30 days. What's it going to say? Go. Um, it's going to be my face. It's going to be like, do you know who Candace is? And like, right underneath it's like, Candace, dick in your mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the mind of a 17-year-old boy. Great. All right. Anything else? Um. If you're li- if you made it to the end, congratulations! You get a prize. You get a prize. You, you get you a what, prize. You know what the prize is? You just did it. You breathed and you blinked, and I offered you that. That's a pretty for- good prize, though. Not everyone can do that. I have the ability to. So That's yeah, right. congratulations, y'all. Well, that was good, old man. I appreciate you coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Love you very much. Love you too. No we'll homo. I'll see you later. Pride month, though. Respect. Pride, Pride month. Pride, Pride month. Read. Yep. Pride month, as you all heard from my last week's episode. Peace. Peace. Good old man, Jeff, huh? Yeah. I like it. Yeah.